uh, podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit ProfessionalCasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code professional casual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the Lost Omens podcast, brought to you by the Professional Casual Network. If you joined us last time, you got to meet our wonderful players and their characters, where we found out all about them, where they came from, who their besties are, what possessions they have that they love, and why the heck they're in this circus. So, I'm going to let them go around and introduce themselves really quick, and then we're going to get started with our first episode here. So... I'm going to pantomime to my left, but he's actually to my right. Tell us who you are and who you're playing. So I'm playing Mud, and uh, Mud's fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> he's the best. I hear that he's the best. Uh, that's that's what I say a lot. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm Brennan Nimblemind, a Yusoki, not Red Folk, if you please. All right. Thank you. Oh, my name is Fulgrim. I am a dwarf, and I will serve you a strong, strong drink. <laughs> you can laugh. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <clears throat> uh, I am Zaresk, uh, lizard folk, and I am here to entertain all, please. And my name's Curva. My name's Curva, and I, uh, I'm what we know, what people know as a sea pig. <laughs> An orc who goes on the, who, who exists on, who, who sails on the seas. What? A sea pig. It makes sense. Totally makes sense. It's not a slur to us. <laughs> it's rather common. It's their word. It's fine. <laughs> I, told, I told Brennan he can use it. He refuses to. It's not strictly accepted. All right, we are here. We are gathered here today to play Pathfinder 2E. We are starting out with the Extinction Curse. The show must go on. It's circusy. It's great. You are all members of the circus known as the Circus of Wayward Wonders. You join the circus. Some of you, if you listen to episode zero, you you know who. Um, some of you were performers in Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie over in Escadar. Um, and she was horrible. Yeah. So you left. She's all like cat people. Yeah, she is a cat person. Not a fan. You know, she kind of eyed you up once or twice, I'm sure. In a weird way. Yeah. Just didn't run a tight ship. Tasty. Um, so you pieced the fuck out of there and you started <laughs> your own circus. Um, or maybe you came after the circus was already established, but you decided on the Circus of Wayward Wonders. And you've all been working really hard to get the axe you know, together, under control, tight, people pleasing, if you will. Um, and you've been working really, really hard um, with the help of the circus's leaders. There's um, an elderly circus veteran known as the professor. That's what you call him. Just the professor. Um, and then there's the showman or the ringleader, uh, Myron Thunder Stendhal. So and they kind of have been... Um, just kind of figuring out which acts will go in which part of the the routines um, and kind of really bringing the show all together and bringing you all together as a little circus family. Um, you've been working really hard all together to get this thing going. And so you are finally ready to perform in the town of Aberton. And they are so excited to have you guys here. Um, typically towns are maybe sometimes wary or leery of circuses because uh, they do tend to bring in some some questionable 
folk, but the people of Aberton, um, they're just happy to have their minds taken off of recent troubles. Um, the area around here, they've been struggling. They're an agricultural area, um, and they've been struggling recently. So they are so happy to have you all here. You've got a full house tonight under the big top, including the mayor. The mayor, Jay Aber, is here to watch you delight the town with your show. So everybody's excited for the magic, the wonder, the showmanship of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. So it's great. You have a circus, you have a circus tent that will accommodate, you know, a couple hundred people. Everybody's there packed. Don't be nervous. So many of the prominent citizens are there. Um, it's noisy. It smells of popcorn and, and maybe some beer. Um, the Fulgrim is more than happy to dole out to the watchers. Um, so the lights go down. We're talking like early to mid evening here, probably like five, six o'clock. Uh, the lights go down. The audience starts to settle into their seats. The circus performers are taking their spots backstage. You're all backstage with them getting ready. Even if you're not performing, you're backstage ready to go. Um, suddenly, though, several of the performers closest to the curtain that separates the three rings from the rest of um, the tent, um, they leave their assignment spots because there's a small gathering, a small group, um, and they're exchanging frightening, frightened whispers and hushed gasps. Uh, and if you approach that huddled little group, you notice um, the body of Myron Thunder Stendhal, the ringmaster, um, and it's contorted as if caught forever in the throes of terrible pain. Um, everyone in the circus knew Myron for his amazing, powerful voice that could bring instant silence to the largest crowd, and he knew everything there is to know about putting on a successful performance. But now he's dead, <laughs> but there's a crowd out there, and they're expecting a show. What? Yeah, I mean, they paid money. It's your first show. Oh, I'm surprised that he's dead, not that there's oh, a crowd. Well, yeah. Well, they're st they don't know he's dead, so they're expecting the show. Uh, um, Mr. Brennan, remind me how this works. It doesn't just someone else become the new Myron? Uh, essentially. Mud. Yeah. You're the best at uh, yelling at people. Uh, yeah. Can you get out there? I Well, obviously, yes. And this has uh, pretty much been born for this. <laughs> it, um, it was my understanding that you were already... Supposed to be out there, anyways. Yeah, we, obviously we are, we plan for all contingencies, and and this was just eventually going one. to happen. Well, you I mean, plan for the ringmaster to be dead. I mean, you should always plan on the ringmaster to die. I, I have shall add to my plans for when we have to worry about when mud is dead. Well, no, <laughs> I think we're pretty much done after I'm gone. So I literally, all hold the whole thing up. You are full. Thankfully, Mud is full of um, self-confidence. Some might say self-righteousness. Um, the other performers are terrified and are frozen in fear and shock at seeing the body of your beloved ringmaster dead from who knows what, but it looks incredibly painful. Uh, the professor steps up and uh, pats Mud on the shoulder and gives you a, a, like a good old thumbs up like, Way to go. And he says, well, what's everybody standing around for? We've got a show to put on. Have you seen that crowd? We haven't ever had a, t a tent packed this full. There's a show to put on. Send in the clowns. So everybody starts to, like, assemble themselves. Um, and the professor approaches you, especially Mud, um, because you are the only one who's not like, oh my God, he's dead. And he says, I I'm going to need you to, to make sure that this runs smoothly because you, Myron, he knew what acts were going on at what time. And he didn't write it down or tell anybody. Well, that's because Myron had me around. Uh, so, I mean, really nothing changes. We got this completely under control. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you're all here. I'm so glad that, you know, the, the likes of you, you're not... You're not intimidated by this something as, as horrid as this. Well, people do come specifically here to see weird stuff. And Myron looks really weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get that body out of there. Hang yeah, on. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you so much, Griff. I, I couldn't do it myself with my back the way that it is. Well, just let me have just a minute with the body, please. Oh, I mean, to, I mean take some notes. There's a show going on. I He'll still one, be weird looking later. I just need one minute. He just needs the one minute. If you know that there's like a show going on, like right now, some might say. Uh, Good thing I don't go on stage anyway. I'm going to take one minute to investigate this body a bit and take some notes about it and just see what I can see. All right, Brennan, why don't you investigate the body for like a minute or so? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the way that the circus works, you as a group, you have to decide how to arrange seven different tricks in the four different acts. So there's um, there's one trick for the opener that goes in the center ring, which is the, the circle in the middle on the map. Um, there are two tricks for the buildup in the side rings, one trick for the big number in the center ring, and three tricks for the finale in all three rings. So there are six NPC tricks that are ready to perform, um, and I'll, I'll explain those right now. So you have Axel's amazing aviary, See him produce birds from underneath his cloak. They fly, they sing, they deliver sweets to the children in the audience. There's also the dwarven throwers. See these tumblers shape themselves into a living ballista and launch themselves through the air. There's Elysia and Mr. Tickles, <laughs> which is her snake. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was another clown. It's not that kind of show. Is it now? <laughs> Um, see her handle deadly vipers of many kinds and dance with a 16-foot-long anaconda. Yep. There are the Flamboni sisters. See feats of juggling from these two brave sisters. Can they juggle fire? Will they set themselves on fire? You'll have to watch to find out. The Featherfall Five. And this is the Kimbali family. Balances on tightropes with bounces, flips, and aerial feats to delight. And finally, Mordain the Magician. Acts of illusion performed with skill, not magic. See Mordain escape from shackles, locks, and a water-filled tank. So we need seven total acts? You need seven total acts. Correct. Okay. And what was the rundown of the uh, things again? How many we needed for each uh, thing? So there's one trick for the opener. Mm -hmm. Two tricks for the build-up. Okay. One for the big number. And three for the finale. Okay. So I'm going to go on first and, uh, you know, just tell some awesome stories and do some stand up (laughs) to warm up the crowd. Okay. Uh, In the second phase, we are going to have um, the aviary uh, and the magician going uh, to give the kids candy and sweets and, uh, you know, play with some birds or whatever. And the magician, uh, you know, no one really cares about magicians. So that'll be fine there. For the big number, uh, we have the uh, the family of five there doing their tightrope thing. Okay. And then the, for, for the finale, uh, we have Mr. Tickles. We have the D-throwers uh, and the juggling fire sisters. I do all going we at the have same other time. X nope. can go out. Oh, like what? We have our friends here. Uh, mud, if you would like, I can eat some glass or eat fire. I've been practicing it uh, on my time off. It's uh, fairly good. I I think it would impress the crowd. That was intentional? <laughs> I thought you just had too much of your brew. No, I uh, specifically have uh, trained myself to eat glass and uh, swallow swords. I'm uh, quite hearty in uh, that respect. All right. Well, you know what? No one likes magicians anyway. Uh, why don't we move you to the finale in the center? It'll be like a natural gradient progression. You'll start with uh, the the dwarf throwers moving to you eating glass and fire. And then uh, in the third ring, we'll have uh, the sisters fire jugglers. It'll be like a... A seamless transition from dwarf to fire. I really would not uh, want to be uh, front and center. I've only done this a couple of times behind the tents. 
All right. So, <laughs> what's our risk? Don't you do something <clears throat> extravagant, flamboyant? Something yeah, he like picks that? up wood and ropes. I've been known to handle a couple of uh, the rigging, if need be. Oh, very good, very good. <clears throat> I, I will be ready with my my medical tools in case anybody hurts themselves while they're eating glass or or putting themselves on fire. Actually, how about you join me in the opener? We'll keep the finale as it is, and I will wax poetically about um, what the glass and fire is doing to your insides. I can most assuredly do that. Perfect. All right, we're golden. I'll just stand ready with my mop. Oh, yeah, please be ready for... um... More dead bodies, yep. I know the score. I shall not throw up blood. Yet again. I I believe I've thrown it up all uh, the last time. Fulgrim, I, I've, I know the score. It's part of the job. <clears throat> I think it would be pertinent if I would maybe walk around in the outskirts, just in case okay. there may be something who one of our other fellows may fall victim to a heinous crime. Or if someone is looking for the restroom and needs information, I may be able to help them. So almost like a security slash usher type thing. Of sorts. That's delightful. Thank you. Okay. I can help out in that. Yeah. So I... I All right. So you... Bark at people like I've been barking at them forever and get them to do do their things. All right. Very well done, Mud. Well done. Um, The professor... um, does tell you that by, you know, you all uh, taking charge and being um, a little more upstanding than the wet noodles who accompany you, um, you will make more on this show than your counterparts. Well, because you're kind of taking a managerial role. It's nothing we haven't already deserved. (laughs) True. Makes sense Um, to me. Okay, so up first, um, Mud, you are doing... Your stand-up routine. Yeah, uh, okay. well, with um, with Fulgrim uh, as my co-star. Okay. So um, walk us through that. I've got to have you make some kind of a a check. So I'll, I'll make a perform check. Okay. Um, what do you got going on over there, Fulgrim? Let's see. Sounds like a fortitude saving throw to me. That is quite correct. I I will take one of my beer signs that I've been handing out to the crowd uh, when they have asked for more refreshments and some of my fine brew. And I will just chomp down on that uh, grimacing as I chew through it. All right, go ahead. That is a natural 20. Wow. Okay. Huzzah! For the first roll of the game, natural 20. This campaign is going to be amazing. Um, so so I rolled an 18 for my performance check, and okay. I described to the audience about uh, the brews that are made in our beer tent and how they both fortify your, your teeth and your gullet and your esophagus. And by consuming those things, not only can you perform these fantastic feats, uh, I, I just lean into it real hard like a Built Bar ad and just... <laughs> <laughs> just send it out. Just send it out. All right. So from the crowd, you hear someone go, Oi, I didn't know these glasses were were eat, eatable. And there, you can see there's a group of four uh, drunkards in the stands. If you Sir, stand those up for me. Sir, please, case. please do not try to. Uh, in- and so one of them is like, I can't. I, he's like actually trying to like bite it, but he can't actually bite into it. He's like, well, this is. This is a load of shit. I've never seen such a shitty circus as this. And he's got a couple friends with him, and they're all like, oh, stop it, stop it. He says it's going to improve my gullet. Nothing can improve my gullet. My mother said so. The only thing shitty here, friend, is your teeth, because they can't go through the glass. <laughs> Obviously, you've not drinking enough of our wonderful brews. I'm assuming you just showed up today. If you had been drinking it for months, you should probably buy enough to be able to drink for months, and then you'd be able to perform all these fantastic feats. Oh, wish I'd known that. And then one of the ones sitting behind him says, you just have to break it first. And he goes to, like, crack the guy on the back of the head with his uh, mug. Sir, please, 
Please I, do not. Zerask! I, I would like to uh, stealth out of the side of the stands. Okay. And <clears throat> with a... Uh, sorry, I don't know how to add. Uh, with a 12, um, I come sort of towards the bottom here. Okay, they don't see you. And I, I would like to point... Uh, <clears throat> kind of an intimidating glare up at uh, the one who is about to shatter Okay, on the back of the head. All right. And it's not very intimidating. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, what are you, why are you give me that look? If you would like to be drunkards, you can do so in Zibia tent. But I, we paid to be here. And I'm telling you that the children behind you are terrified. Leave. Well, they should be terrified. They're... They can't eat their glasses. <laughs> <laughs> They're simply not old enough to have been drinking for three months yet. Had they been drinking Fulgrim's brew, uh, they certainly would be able to handle it. Um, Ma, do a diplomacy check. Fourteen. All right, so they... Um, oh, you know what? Maybe we should get some more. Yeah, yeah, let's get some, We'll try it. We'll try it again, but we got to drink more brew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Gentle, gentlemen, if I can escort you to our beer tent, oi! And the first right. round is on me. All right. So um, you escort these four ruffians out, out of the tent. Yes, and that's as far as I go. The excitement for the audience increases by two. Sweet. Yeah, that's really good for us. And I will skulk back. Yeah. All right. Will you hand me my ruffians from the map? Thank you. Well done. That was fun. So the whole idea is to have a successful show. You want to have your excitement surpass your anticipation for the mm. show. Um, and so with each successful act. So, Brennan, did you record that, that we have two successful acts? Indeed, yes. With that critical success that Fulgrim, Fulgrim. had, he generated one excitement for us and also increased the anticipation by one as well. Right on. People are loving, loving this so far. So, and um, if you, like I said, if you meet or surpass that, then your show is considered a success. Either way, you get paid. Whether you, it flops and people aren't into it or not, you still get paid. So, very good. All right. So, act one, done. Who's up next? Uh, we have the uh, aviary uh, gentleman or lady, I forget, and the magician. Ooh, okay, so... Uh, Axel, the Axel's amazing aviary. Um, he's been following the circus for about a week, but he's uh, never actually auditioned before. Uh, Myra never gave him a chance to um, mm. to do that. So you know that he's never performed in front of an audience before. Um, but he he tells you he's ready. He's especially now in this moment with this pressure, he is ready to perform. He's ready to send his birds out. Can I give him um, a little pep talk? Yes, absolutely. So Myron, what, what's your name? Axel. <laughs> Axel. That's what I meant. Sorry. Myron's, Myron's dead. Myron's on the brain and the floor. Myron. But <laughs> this spot was made for you. This is going to be so insanely easy. There's nothing to worry about. Our friend went out there and ate glass. You're going to go out there and give the kids treats. You're going to be out there with the magician. Kids love magicians. People with taste don't, but this is what you're made for. You literally can't fail. Uh, um, all right. Do, um, do you want to do diplomacy or intimidate to get them to go on? Oh, I'm a coercing fella, so okay. definitely intimidate. Okay. 21. All right. So uh, that is a success. And um, because of that success and your great role playing, he actually gets a plus two circumstance bonus on his skill check right Beautiful. now. So let's see how Axel the aviary does. Oh, boy. All right. So that was a 17. Um, so he sends his birds out and they uh, deliver wrapped candies to some of the kids in the front row. Um, and he's got some bigger predatory birds that kind of swoop up all the way to the top of the big top. And they swoop back down and they like um, take his hat off his head or whatever people who like birds do. I don't really know. I hate birds. <laughs> <That> sucks. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Mordain, the magician, um, 
<laughs> she refuses to go on unless she is the big, the big main act. I won't do it. My skill level puts me at being the main star performer. Having me go out with this hack. Having me go out with this hack with his birds, his his cockatrices, and his chickens, and his waterfowl is just insulting to me. Here's the good news. Uh, you simply wouldn't be able to perform out there with him anyway because he is killing it. You would be 100% <laughs> overshadowed because you're simply not up to par. Oof. Can I make a coercion check on him again? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Ah, 24. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure what you're telling me then. Should I go? I need you to go out there and be better than him. I mean, it's not really that great. He's giving sweets. I can untie myself while submerged in water for 17 minutes. That sounds like a headliner act. This is my first day. If you go prove yourself out there right now and do better than him because he's killing it. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the star of the show going oh. forward. Okay, I'll I'll do my best. Thank you for for believing in me. Although next time I do want to talk about me being the big act. Absolutely, I really do. All right, so she got it with a total of twenty three. She did do better. She did. All right, and so she, um, you know, she has a stagehand, um, you know, Felgram. Fulgrim could do this if he wanted to. Um, she has someone actually put her in shackles before she lowers herself into a giant tank of water. And they put the lid on. They uh, lock it up, put a sheet over it, very Harry Houdini style, uh, put a sheet over it. And then, you know, as soon as people start to get nervous, then boop, the top pops open and ta-da, there she is. She got herself unshackled. Brava. Wonderful. All right, so is this the big number now that we're up This to? is the big number, the Family Force 5 or whatever the name okay. is. Okay. So as um, the, the stagehands are starting to set up, um, someone brings it up to you that, um, well, the, the family comes to talk to you. Um, something's wrong with their nets. They look like they've been messed with. So if anybody wants to make... Some kind of perception check or... Brandon, can you check that or out? Or a nature check. I can take a look at these nets, yes, of course. How about a nine for perception? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm going to give this to you because it's you doing this. Because you look at these nets and you realize these have been chewed on by rats. <sighs> but rats, not rat folk. But you know that... That's weird for rats to target something like it looks very like each. So the way that the nets are set up, like each across piece has been like chewed directly in the middle. And then the one next to it chewed, 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 not like in one little area or not like Hmm. a part that was exposed to rodents. So this is very intentional. But, you know, that this was done by rats. It would seem someone directed these rats to do this heinous act. What can we do? These nets are not usable, of course. It would not be safe. What can we do instead? Do you have other nets? Do you have backup nets? There, there, are no, there are no nets. These are only nets. Why would we need more than one net? It's all the nets that we have. Can you do it without a net? Uh, that's very dangerous. I, I'm a medic. You could try to convince them. Do you have diplomacy? Uh, yes. <laughs> not, you... I'm not very good at it, but I could try. <laughs> How about a natural one for a four? Uh, <laughs> Brennan. The worst that could happen is that you'll die. And, but we already have one dead person on this. <laughs> Pretty much. Ah. I say put the fancy looking lizard folk out there. He can climb around. I, I'm, I'm known to climb some things and jump off of such. Uh, he's a rigger, right? You yeah. can scurry up that pole. You've got those sticky hands. Feet. Same thing. By himself? I could go up there with him. We could, uh, we could spar like we usually do, only this time it'd be, uh, be a pie. Here's what we do. You two go up with the parents of the family. That way, they can lead you in this, and no children die. If anyone dies, it's just adults. 
does I make think, some sen- kind of sense, yes. I, th- I think perhaps a, uh, a sort of sparring match between Curva uh, <clears throat> and I up high in the sky. Oh, that uh, would sure to generate excitement for absolutely. us. Absolutely. We can climb and, up And the same amount of kids might die, too. This, it, <laughs> yes, zero. Zero. A zero. <laughs> ah, a net of zero. Let's go yeah. get out there, then. We were wasting time. We shall climb up ourselves. Yes, Curva? I'll follow your lead. Aye. All right. So to do this trick, you can choose whether if you have um, acrobatics or athletics, you can choose which you decide to test on. You could even make an attack roll. Oh, okay. During the performance, I would like to cast guidance on each of them separately during the performance. Okay. uh, Which will give you a plus one on any check that you decide to use the plus one on. All right. I'll go for an athletic athletics check, and I actually, as a rainfall orc, I get a plus two on that. So, in total, uh, 15. And I will do acrobatics with uh, many bounds, leaps, jumps, flips through the air, etc. Yeah. Never losing my hat. Of course. And my feather goes nuts. <laughs> uh, with a total of 25. Wow. Okay, so that's a critical success. Thank you. I'm very much his backup dancer. <laughs> All right, so the crowd is incredibly impressed that you are doing this without a net. And the family feels kind of shitty, too. I I have done worse on the cliff sides. Sometimes you got to climb up the rigging and every so often you hit the you hit the deck. It's just what happens. You know, and this is to the family. um, Sometimes when a horrible travesty happens, like the ringmaster dying. A family will come together and make sure the show goes on. I want you to look at them and realize they are a better family than you will ever be. Oh, no. As uh, as I come down from from the act, I would like to backflip out and land right in front of the family, spin around and bow. Okay. And make sure my feather hits them. <laughs> right. You poke the mom right in the eye and she like blinks away. Like, oh. I'll roughly shove them out of the way and get back to mopping. <laughs> There's so much to mop. Oh my goodness. So uh, before the closer, there are in the center stands, the very, very center. I kill them. <laughs> A bunch of children from a nursery. <laughs> you hear shrieking. Oh. Right. I want to do it, but I don't want to be too loud for the mic. Like, And there are. That's not where snakes are supposed to be. Snakes in the stands. My apologies. My lunch may have gotten away. (laughs) So use your imagination because not all of these are snakes, but they are. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Um, All right. So there are some snakes up in the up in the stands. What do you do? Uh, Mr. Tickles Master. Yes. Uh, this so, is obviously part of her act. Elysia. Elysia. Yes. Get out there and get those snakes under control. Uh, those are not my snakes. All uh, right. M- no. And Mr. Tickles, he uh, is super lethargic today. I don't know um, what his... He's just real sleepy. Um, get out there right now. Oh. Uh, start performing. Um, uh, the, the sister's fire juggling. Get out there. Make it big and bright right now. We need a distraction. Uh, Corva and, uh, Zarask, get out there and get those snakes under control. I will Bye. turn back around and backflip back. Okay. <laughs> I want you to deal with the Vipers before the other performances I, go on. So I, okay. um, backflip and jump up onto the stands and pull out my rapier and, okay. uh, face down the, the nearest snake. So the the people in the stands who are now standing on their seats, they point down there, and you see there are three vipers, and they're just coiled. They're not, um, like, upset or attacking or anything. They're just, like, coiled underneath the seats, and they just look at you. Speak to them in your snake tongue. <laughs> I apologize. Is that trademarked? <laughs> You can't say that. This is a family show. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will. I will attempt a, uh, a, a sort of nature 
poking okay. of the eyes, maybe, to get them <laughs> to follow in my general direction. Okay. On A12. All right. So they, like, scuttle, as a snake does, which they're fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. I hate snakes. They, like, slink back, like, a foot away from you, but they're not, like, hesitant. But they have not yet uh, been in any kind of, like, offensive stance. My friend Kova, do you have any assistance with your mop, perhaps? I could swab them away, but I feel like they wouldn't take kindly to that. Brennan, can you help them? <laughs> what? Are we trying to uh, just get rid of them? You don't have to kill them. Just put them in a bucket or something. I'd rather not go near <laughs> snakes if I don't have to. You're like eight times their size, man. Like, you're fine. Yeah, and they're 12 times their size. Could I use thievery to uh, try to pick up the snake and throw him in a bucket real quick? I, why not? <laughs> Anything at this point. Oh, <clears throat> uh, that's a, that's a 20. All right. So you like really quick, just like snatch one up and you stick it in a bucket. That's one fantastic move, and I would like to do the same. Give me a bucket, sir. Okay. All right, what color? What size? <laughs> that one. We got a lot of buckets here. I've rolled in. We, we got a lot of buckets here. I've rolled in 18. All right, so you also just oh, whoop, snatch a snake. the head, like the younglings when they yeah. get snappy. Yeah, exactly. So there's only one more snake to dispose of. What are you doing with these after you get them in the bucket? Well, they're ours now. Animals to feed, perhaps. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> we could definitely give them to Eliza. Uh, she could definitely use them <clears throat> for her uh, snake wrangling operations. I got a 15 on the last one. Okay, that'll do. All right, so you um, dispose... Give the up to, uh, I'll give the thumbs up to, to Mud. I give them, like, just an absolutely relieved, like, thank fucking God. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crowd loves that you did this in a nonviolent way, but also, you know, relatively quickly once you realize that there was a threat. Uh, so your excitement is increased by one. Oh. Brennan, I would like to say that I feel like the show here has come on to a lot of mis- um, there's been a lot of bad luck that has come to this <clears throat> show here. Uh, I don't believe that this is uh, very common for first-time shows, and I feel that someone is definitely trying to undercut our first performance uh, of this <clears throat> season here. Yeah, we pissed off a druid or something? What's going on? It does seem... A Suspect, for sure. You don't just have snakes wandering around here all the way inland? Well, yeah, but just not like... I don't know. It does seem deliberate. Uh, also, our ringmaster has died, and uh, we are very... Uh... Well, he's getting on in years. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, Elysia, the snake charmer, she's like, my, my snake, Mr. Tickles, is still real sick. Well, do you want to use those other vipers? We got them in a bucket. No. My act is... Could somebody just look at Mr. Tickles for me? Brennan, can you go make sure he's Okay. Curva, come with me, please, just in case the snake tries to do anything. I'll get my bucket. But I will uh, take a look at this snake with the medicine. Okay. Check. <laughs> you we'll poke that snake right snack. in the eye. <laughs> I, I seem to be out of sorts tonight. That is a nine. Uh, it's a large snake, and he does seem very lethargic. Lizia, your snake seems lethargic. Well, yeah. I, I told... I told you that he's he's just not acting himself. Yes, you're welcome. He won't eat or drink. As Can he still a... perform? You grip him over your shoulders as normal, can't but you? Not? That, that's not that's not how it. That's not what the kids like to see. As a fellow reptilian, I may okay. also wish to right. perform a medicine check with a seventeen. Okay, so you notice this immediately as goblin pox. Aye, uh, and it's not lethal. Um, he's in no real danger. He will recover in a few days. Um, so she's super relieved. She has no idea how he got goblin pox, though. Like, that seems super strange because she usually just has him, like, in her, um, like, sleeping area. Um, 
So you can do another medicine check, or if anybody has treat disease, you can try to fix them. No, uh, I, I not yet. I will attempt uh, <clears throat> to relieve at least some of the pain with a six. Nope. All right. Um, she does have some uh, an assortment of smaller. Um, snakes that she's been working on a show with, but she hasn't really perfected it, but she'll go out and try it. Um, she'll do her best if you want. What is the the family of acrobats? Uh, could they... The Featherfall Five? Yeah, could they intermingle their performance with uh, the fire jugglers or the uh, dwarven throwers? Um, well, if they don't have to do an acrobatic thing, they could just do like some tumbling on the ground. They're pretty proficient in that. Hmm. I am as well. Yeah, actually, let's have, uh, let's have Zaresco out there. And, um, I don't believe Zaresco would go out to be again. charmed by the oh, snake charm. I've already seen him I, once. I do have a, a, a different act I can perform, and I whip out my rapier and. Hmm. If there's also, any in the audience that may wish to. Fight as well. Out of, out of game. Can we not send out someone more than once? Yeah, PC can only do one trick. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Also, I think we also have the Dwarven Brothers. As well. Yeah, they're the throwers that yeah. are going out with the jugglers. All right. Um, yeah, send send the the. They can roll around on the ground or whatever while. Okay. The jugglers and the throwers go. All right, out. they'll do that. All right. So they're tumbling. All right. So they succeeded with a sixteen, which is perfect. So they just kind of do like some, for the common folk, it's very impressive. They can do like, uh, you know, back handsprings and like a couple flips in the air and they um, coordinate it. So they're going from like either side of the ring, like at each other doing like, um, like synchronized flipping and stuff like that. You know, this is their warm up routine. Like they're like stretching their muscles. It's not actually that impressive. That works. So we got people throwing fire so, and the dwarven's blasting each other all know, over the place. So yeah. it fits right in. They're super excited. <laughs> uh, so the dwarven throwers, they go. Uh, and they, um, something with their like um, propulsion mechanism, it's just not quite getting them up in the air to be high enough to be really um, super impressive. But you guys are, you know, it's not great. The crowd is still like, oh, wow, that's good. So, you know, it's not a critical success, but it's it's Mod, a success. Mod, I, I believe I could help with that uh, if they need more propulsion. I can give them more propulsion at the uh, with a right uh, amount of I lost it. Go. <laughs> um, it is okay, friend. Um, and then you had the Flamboni sisters going on? Yeah. All right. So they are, it's really interesting. So you've got these three circles, these three rings inside of the tent. And so in one, you've got like, you know, flipping and flying and blah, blah, blah. And then in the other, you've got dwarves that are making themselves into cannonballs. And then in the third, you've got these um, sisters who, who are twins which is, you know, kind of an anomaly for this small town folk anyway. And then they're just chucking flaming stuff at each other and just like catching it and throwing it back. Um, And they don't catch themselves on fire. So they, you know, um, it's it's very incredible and almost like overwhelming uh, to the crowd just to have so many cool things happening at one time. It's hard to pick one thing um, to, to pick on. And so uh, two people enter the tent from the back um, and they're stumbling around and you don't need to make a perception test to know <laughs> they're totally drunk. They've been hitting up some of some of Fulgrim's brew um, and they are, you know, Oh, this is, you call these acts, these, these three things like, what, so you have little tiny people make themselves into balls and then shoot themselves across the ring. Wow, that's that's really cool. Not, so that was the the woman and the guy that's with her. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, throwing flaming stuff at each other. Like that's what my brothers and I do every family holiday. So okay, whatever. Um, and they start to to make a fuss in the stands. Can I get a security guard on that real fast? <clears throat> Go for it. 
Uh, Zarask. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, they they are with us, yes, or behind. They're on the other side, coming towards the stand. This way, yes, uh, and Corva, obviously too. Yeah, Corva. Sorry, Corva. Would you like Sorry. to join me in potentially removing these folks from? I'll get the bucket. Um, Um, and I want um, Mud and Koresk and Zoresk and uh, Curva to do a quick perception check for me. 22. Okay. That's all. That's perfect. 23. 23. Damn. 12. All right. Um, so even before Mud said anything, um, the two of you were like, oh, you kind of like noticed that this was something that might potentially be an issue. Um, so you get over to them before. I mean, people have kind of like heard them, but they're everybody's so mesmerized by what's happening in the three rings that they haven't really um, disturbed any of of the the crowd at this I, point. I would like go my uh, going over to them to be part of the. Oh, okay. So All right. Jump through the so, air. Boop, 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 boop. Question. Uh-huh. Were the Flamboni sisters successful in their act? Yes, they were. Very good. Yep. And that was a critical success also. Oh. Yep. Very good. Like she said, they didn't light each other on fire this time. Right? Like, people <laughs> around here are so used to just lighting each other on fire on accident. I was kind of expecting them to light each other on fire <laughs> as the finale. They are improving. <laughs> yeah. They're getting better. If you call that an improvement, I guess. <laughs> um all right so um Zaresk and Curva you approach these the drunken brawlers as they are how does this go down hello friends all right are, are you part of the show or are you just like hanging out do you want to go lay on a rock to get warm I, there's an interesting <clears throat> philosophy is he talking to me or to you I, I'm uns- unsure, to be honest. I would like to lay out a rock to get warm. <laughs> it is quite pleasant. Yes, absolutely. Uh, is there a chance that we could potentially take this conversation to the beer tent? I mean, I've had enough beer. I don't know that I need any more. What, what do you, you think? Yes, we can tell that. No, no, you don't need any more beer. Have you had free beer? I mean, no. I didn't know that was a thing. It is when you're in good company. Friends, wait, may we? I don't know. I'm just... Are, are you sure, Rovo? Do a... Can I do deception? Yeah. Uh, 23. Okay. 22. All right. So they are not typically so easily placated, but they agree to leave with you. Wonderful, friends. And, and these... This company, I will take to get a beer. Okay. Because it looks as if the show is over. And I need a drink. Okay. Um, excitement increases by two. Ooh. Because, again, you uh, did that diplomatically. I, I will, however, look back to Curva. You you may come if you wish. Um, and I try to pick out Mud's eyes in the crowd, and I just <laughs> do the, the, the drink. The drink. Yeah. I really wanted to shove someone. All right. And so successful show. Everybody, as soon as the the three final acts there uh, finish, the crowd, they're on their feet. They're applauding. They're whistling. They're, you know, very excited, very happy about this show that they got to see. I'm just drinking it in. No, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so that's it. And the lights go down. The crowds start to file out. Some probably hit the beer tent on their way out. Um, and you can advertise for another show if you plan on doing one in the next few days. Yeah, absolutely. I'll bark it up. Yeah, bark, bark, baby. I'll go to Mr. Brennan and ask him if he uh, has any ideas about what happened to Myron. Sorry, what? That, that would be you, Dan. Myron, you looked at the body? Sorry, yes. I was, I was reading about our uh, success or not of the circus performance. Um, the body, yes, I investigated it. I shall make a medicine check to see if I understand anything that went wrong with it. I have a nine again. Can you just get a new die? Apparently. That's, that. that's really crappy. Uh, what went wrong was the heart uh-huh. stopped. <laughs> 
Um, he appears dead. What's wrong with everyone? He is very dead. Um, you do notice that uh, his legs are so swollen that his pant legs can't be rolled up. That is strange. So his trousers have to be cut off if you want to examine him further. Goodness gracious. Snake I shall do that using my healing kit. Should I have scissors in there? Brennan, uh, do you think that this may be a poison? If so, I may have some experience uh, with these uh, types of things. I do not know. I'll have to take some time. I do want to say, incidentally, that unfortunately it was not quite technically a successful show tonight. I think, believe we had too many interruptions. It did not excite the crowd enough. What was the excitement? What did it get to? We got to 12. Oh, we needed man. to get to an anticipation of 20. Oof. Hmm. Critical, I, critical successes increase your excitement, but also your anticipation threshold. And we had a Barker who increased our anticipation by 5 to the maximum of 20. Wow. Yes. So it was not a terrible show. We do earn a uh, our prestige will increase. There were enough people that enjoyed the show that they will tell others about it, and we are going to be more well-known. Um, but unfortunately, wasn't the most successful night. Well, Zeresk and I can, can now that we have a mock battle as part of our, as part of our performance, we can definitely fine-tune a few things. Yeah. Um, all right, so as you're um, examining the body, because really it's just backstage, like it didn't get very far away. Um, people from the show are milling about. The professor comes over and says, ah, job well done for our first show with such a huge audience. Job well done, everybody. And he claps his hands um, and he gives each of you a bag with five gold pieces in it. Oh, Where's the rest? Kind. Well, I, it, we, we have to pay the town council for the rental of the space and the rest, everybody else has to get at least a, a couple coins. Um, but I, I do have this uh, for you. And he hands Mud two minor healing potions. Ah, splendid. He says, these, these came from, from my own stores. Uh, and I, I, I think you'll all use them, use them well, I suspect. Splendid. All right, so, uh, Brennan, as you are cutting the pants off of Myron, uh, Elysia comes over, and she kind of, like, peeks around you, and she says, Oh, my! That's a, that's snake bite. That's what did that. Hmm. Would... Like these snakes? I kept them in the bucket. Um, and she actually, like, she is starting... Yes, this... He was attacked by vipers. Absolutely. Mm. And this is, um, she like points to several spots on his legs to indicate he was bitten multiple times. So the vipers just kept striking and striking and striking um, when they didn't need to do that to kill him. Um, And so she explains to you that um, this is very unusual for vipers if they were... um, like in a natural habitat, if you came upon a viper, it wouldn't strike unless absolutely provoked. Um, and even so, it would strike once and then it would flee. So to have been uh, bitten so severely so many times and then for the vipers to just hang under the stands, that's really strange. Mud, something you said earlier, speaking my interest at this time, you facetiously said something about us... Uh, angering a druid, but more and more that seems to be what could be happening here. Something that can take control of animals in some cases. Sounds like rats chewing through a net in a very precise way, vipers acting out of character for themselves and their nature. And uh, if I may, humans are essentially animals as well. And they were very rowdy this evening. They were very unruly tonight. Absolutely. They, did, they were acting as humans do, unfortunately. Oh, I, I gotta back him on that one. I apologize for the strongest brew that I've made yet. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a new brew, and uh, I will try to water it down uh, for the next show. I do I have apologize. A, a request of you, Fulgrim. Yes. Do you believe you could um, use your skills to take these vipers here and make us some anti-venom in case we have another attack like this, and maybe we'll have some more time to react to it in the future? I could attempt to do so. Yes, that is quite a thing. 
that I could attempt to do. Very good. Mud, would you like to uh, devenomize these snakes? No, but what I will do <laughs> is uh, we should probably get the venom out of these snakes so they can't hurt anyone else. I'm sorry, I do believe the term is milking them. Would you like to milk these snakes? No. Uh, let's get the venom out of them, though. Um, Elizabeth, well, like with a knife? help. Oh, yes, of course. Yep, the snake pretty, should be good at this. She's pretty proficient. Um, anyone who wants to do a perception check of the area around the body. No, no well, I take a bonus for that due a. to studying it before. What'd you get? It was on 18, and then it moved just slightly to 82. Oh, my so God. So I got a 10. Oh my God, Brennan, you're killing 24. me. 24. Okay, okay. 18. Zareska is a fucking baller. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, Zareska, you can't believe that Brennan doesn't notice this, but the area around the body, um, there are tiny prints of countless rats. Like, not like maybe a rat scampered by, like, I dare say you might say a swarm of rats was near this body. Um, and then. It um, it almost looks as if the rat tracks hide any other footprints that may have been around the body, with the exception of the circus folk and especially Brennan's because you were examining the body. Mm. Um, but my, yeah, there are lots of rat tracks. My short furry friend, <clears throat> and I give you scratches behind your ear, on my ears, <laughs> with my little claws. twitch a little bit. <laughs> I believe you are on the right track. With perhaps there is a druid who is commanding uh, folk. Such as yourself, but small savages. Uh, rats, if you will. I Not nearly as distinguished as the Xerxes. Yes, I am not the same as a rat, thank you very much. I rat, am a Yusoki. Yusoki, yes. I, again, it's my native tongue. <clears throat> but I do see many rat prints on the floor here, if you would look. Oh, yes, of course. They seem to be covering up uh, other prints that I cannot distinguish. Strange. I'd like to see if I can figure out where these tracks came from. Maybe follow them back. Perhaps we should do both. Which uh, which I do not do very well. I got a nat one. Ooh. Oof. For uh, survival. Um, can I try to recall knowledge on anyone that uh, we may have pissed off recently that would, <laughs> you know, be a druid that would also, you know, want someone dead? Sure. Uh... Oh, yeah. You go ahead and roll it. Oh, right, 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 right. So a couple people pop into mind just as being like potential suspects. Mm -hmm. So if it's a snake bite, probably snake charmer, you know. Um, Also, Axel didn't love Myron much because Myron wouldn't give him a chance. Uh, but it's entirely possible that Mistress Dusklight just got pissed that you guys started your own thing, so maybe she sent somebody. But my I'm friend, not totally sure. Yeah. Have we seen our mutual friend, the clown, recently? This does stink of clown. Bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Such bad jokes. Now, Eliza, you have previously stated that the, the bites on the bottom of the ringleader's legs are... Uh, are the same type of bites that could occur from the vipers that we have found underneath the stands. Is that correct? Mm, yes. Fantastic. Thank you for clearing that up. I would like to try one more perception check here to see if I can... Zares pointed out these other footprints to me, see if I can see if they lead anywhere or from somewhere, okay. more likely. This die is much more kind. I'm going to <laughs> say that is a 22. Okay. So you do notice that the path of the rat footprints do seem to come from the storage area backstage, specifically where the family kept their nets over to the body mm-hmm. and then out underneath one of the flaps and out of the tent, all as one like unit, a swarm, as it were. So it seems we are dealing with a swarm of rats of some kind. And we can take a look mm. around and see if we, we have the snakes, it would seem, in a bucket. We could scout around a bit for these rats. Shouldn't be hard to find a large collection of rats. I've just thought of a my rat bucket. that perhaps 
if this druid were to reappear, if it is a druid, uh, that the snakes that we have would become perhaps animated and uh, hunt us down. Would it not be better to... Yes, we can find a lid for the bucket. <laughs> I'm perhaps <laughs> dispatching them may be our best bet. After we, of I course, got it. milk them, as I, you say. Yes, so let's milk them first, and then we can dispatch them. No, I really think that we should uh, release them uh, to the wild. They are not a danger to us. Again, if we release them far enough from the circus, I don't believe that they should come back and cause us any harm. I do I'm, believe that evidence shows us that they are, are quite a danger. They have killed one of us, our leader. In case you forget Fulgrim, he's dead because of these snakes. I believe our... Mud is standing right there. Yeah, I'm fine. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> Our yeah, former leader, I, that is. I believe uh, that they were controlled, uh, again, like you say, uh, by someone that has a lot of uh, dealings with the uh, nature and spells of that uh, effect. Mm. I'd be lofting my bed tonight, then, if we let these snakes loose. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I do think that you are right. Uh, in that it's not the snake's fault, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they will be used as a tool going forward uh, to, you know, do bad stuff. It's not the barnacle's fault that they attach themselves to the ship, but you still got to scrape them off. Yeah. Unless somebody stops me, I'm going to stomp these snakes. I, wait, 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 wait. Yes, sir. We need to milk them first. My boot's up. fast. <laughs> <laughs> Given Elysia mm-hmm. All right. So, yep. She, uh, I'm just going to go with her nature skills. So 16. So she helps you milk these uh, vipers. They don't have a ton of venom left in them because mm. uh, so much of it was discharged into poor Myron's legs. More evidence that they are dangerous. Um, but you do get enough that Brennan, you feel like this is at least something to work with in the future. And she does have vipers in her collection. Um, so if there were ever a need for more venom, she could certainly hook you up with that. Very good. I will take a, a vial, the vial of this venom. Uh, vial venom. My friend Fulgrim, can we go pot- potentially, uh, actually? Oh, Fulgrim, there's a huge mass of people at the beer tent. You might want to go handle that. May I, may I sleight of hand a vial of snake venom? You could try it. Go for it. Uh, I don't do well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to sleight of hand a vial of your fake You, you snake try to venom. reach Can into Brennan's mouth. Why you were trying to take this venom? I'd like to make anti-venom from this. And I would like to make anti-Fulgrim being here from taking that. You want to kill Vol- Fulgrim with the venom? That doesn't sound very... Uh, uh, My but fr- I think we have uh, like a... A mutineer, we might call him. <laughs> My friend, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Fulgrim, can you show me your new brewing process? Oh, yes. Uh, first, I... Yes, let's uh, walk distill- and yes. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> But it seems one of our own wants to dispatch of the other with venom. Well, you'll have that. <laughs> you'll have that on the big jobs. You might want to speak with Zeres and find out what that's all about. Honestly, Zeres... Killed it tonight. So he's earned a little bit of murder. He wants to kill Fulgrim. A little bit of murder. Just a little bit. Everyone can have one. And like Fulgrim's a dwarf, so he's little. So (laughs) just a little bit of murder. A little bit of murder. All right. So after a a successful show, um, you did a great job entertaining these poor uh, residents of Aberton. We're on the hunt for a murderer, and you have no idea who it could be. We're going to pick up uh, on the hunt for the murderer next time on episode two of the Lost Omens podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lainey, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure 
is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play Podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things. 